There we go. There we go. It's a Monday. What difference does it make in the scheme of things? A lot, but it's a Monday. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. So much to discuss today. We've got, oh, let me give you just an idea. Today we're going to be talking about a, a theory that may explain a little bit about why people say and do things when it comes to war and politics. We'll talk about moral hazard, LeBron's crowd theory, ochlocracy, a drug analogy, and a very interesting uh, piece that was promoted by uh, a very interesting chap on YouTube I, uh, I like quite a bit called uh, Epistemic uh, Viciousness. Also, we're talking about history. History would be a wonderful thing if only it were true. We're going to talk about that today with the 68th anniversary, if you will, of D-Day and how we have yet to put American involvement in World War II into perspective. Also, Putin versus America, how this behavior, these behavior patterns are implemented to analyze war and the like. Gay and LGBT overkill and insanity, not in terms of the issue itself, but by some of the people who frankly, pretend to be promoters of such. Also, we're talking about the complicity and capitulation of NFL and other organizations in this. Then the systemic destruction of morality and religion, the J6 juggernaut, the worthless GOP, why no one wants Trump, crime, 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 and a little bit on artificial intelligence and DARPA and drones and the like. And then the macaronis, now this is a fascinating. Remember the remember that line, Yankee Doodle wanted down riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his cap, and called it macaroni. What does that mean? What's a macaroni? I just did a piece for today for Lionel Media, my subscription videos, and the title. Listen to this title: the foppish coxcomb petty maitre. And bedazzle synthetic glitter twit substituting conspicuous ersatz pride with authentic panache and aplomb. <laughs> the macaronis. What were they? 18th century foppish coxcombs and oh, so, so, so very much to discuss. Now, as I discussed to you the other day, and I want to bring it up to your attention right this moment, and I put right at the very top, there is an art, there was an opinion by Christy Noem, uh, the governor, uh, regarding the upcoming food crisis. F- far more interesting, far more detailed, far more horrific than anything anybody had ever imagined. Because it's not just about food. But it's about the fact that we have international corporations that are buying huge swaths of American farmland and the companies that provide and make nutrients and fertilizers available, the meat industry being gobbled up. This is not, this is not a kind of a what if. It's happening now. And there are some things you can argue about when it comes to gas, at least that's speculation and the like, because the gas is here. But food is a different story. So that's why I want to tell you right now, listen to me. This, this, there is no, there's no selling in this. I'm not selling you anything. But right now with gas prices, food prices, tensions in a society, global conflict, supp- uh, supply ch- chain of, of breakdowns, and Everything, it's in the news. Again, I'm not selling you anything. Experts from every swath and corner of society are predicting, say, there's going to be a food crisis. Worse than any year since World War II. So what are you going to do? Well, you can do a couple of things. First, what most people do is they don't do anything. They say, well, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll worry about them. Or... You can go to preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com. 
Did you hear what I said? Preparewithlionel.com. And get your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Get it right now while you can. My Patriot Supply, America's largest preparedness company with millions of satisfied customers. In fact, I hope, I hope, I hope you never need it. Because it's not just, just forget food crises alone. Inclement weather, grid problems, hurricanes, who knows? Think about it, food that lasts for up to 25 years in storage. And when you need it, it's there. And right now, if you act quickly, $150 off a three-month emergency food supply. You get it, you put it in wherever your garage or your closet, and that's it. Done. Nothing to worry about. And these kits provide breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. You won't go hungry. You won't. This, this is about starvation. I mean, think about we're, we've been talking about this, but it's true. So go to preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com and save $150 on your three-month food kit. That's preparewithlionel.com. Get your family's emergency food while there's still time. Preparewithlionel.com. Now, Let's talk about something. I enjoy so many new people, new folks, new iterations, new, uh, uh, just very, very clever folks. People you're not going to see on TV and the like, people you're not going to see on any cable platform, that's for sure. Oh, by the way, there's a hookup for my... I've got 11 o'clock today, a newsletter going out. Please sign up for that. And I enjoy so many people. I enjoy so many folks who are alternatives. And, and, and what's interesting to note about this is I like when somebody tries to explain to me what, what is the reason for something. And there's a, a fellow that I listen to I like him very much. I like his style. His name is Gonzalo Lira. And he is a classic, has all of the accoutrement of a of a person in a full-blown manic episode. <laughs> and I say that with love and respect. I mean laughing and this, this, you know, anyway. And he brought up something which is very interesting, which is a theory, a theory which was... Uh, called epistemic um, viciousness, not epistemological, but epistemic. And epistemology, of course, is is how you know what you know. This notion of war, and it it was a very interesting idea, very fascinating. And the the theory, the the hypothesis that was presented was initially uh, presented by a woman by the name of Gillian Russell who wrote a piece called Epistemic Viciousness in the Martial Arts. And viciousness, not in terms of being vicious, but, but having vices. And the theory behind it, and I'll get to it very, very quickly, the theory behind it, which is very, very important, is that Right around the 80s or so, during this, this, this martial arts, MMA, kind of now this Joe Rogan world, a lot of folks would go to these martial arts classes and they would do these, you know, routines and these various exercises repeatedly over and over. And then they would get themselves in a uh, fight and promptly get their ass handed to them because they realized that what they were learning within the confines of this hubristic bubble was a skill set that had nothing to do with actual fighting. So, so, so involved were these people that they believed that, and you've seen them, uh, some of these uh, phony balonies who swear that if they stare at somebody, they can reduce someone to, to nothing. They can stare at somebody and hold up their hand and the force field will 
cause. You know the guys who do the sticks and whatever that thing. They get into a fight with an MMA, somebody who really knows wrestling and grappling, and they get their ass kicked. So the idea was, by the way, he was joking about mispronunciations. He referred to a sensei versus a sensei. Priggish, perhaps. But it's very interesting, and I want to put that theory over here. Just over there. It's very interesting. I liked it. And the theory is, why why are people misjudging, why are they misunderstanding the notion of this war involving Ukraine and Russia? Are they so into this Pentagon bubble, this military-industrial complex bubble, that they think that Americans can take on Russia and whatever? Okay, that's one theory. Another theory that I find fascinating, most fascinating, is that of crowd theory. I have loved this forever. Gustav Le Bon, the psychology of the crowd. And also collective behavior, murmurations, birds. Have you seen starlings fly? Eric has seen these before. Vinny Sammartino has seen those. Faye, you've seen them, right? Fan, Faye? Spirit levels, these birds that they fly in these like huge swaths of, of, of like a like a punctuation mark. Schools and Rorschach blobs. They're beautiful. Eric Powell gets it. AR gets it. You get it. Everybody gets it. You've seen this. Bernays gets it. Alpaca. You get it. How do they do this? There's a rule of seven, they believe. Each starling has, if I'm here, one, two, three, one, two, three. Three above, three below. And I'm in the middle. And I follow. I follow this. I look to the one on the left, I follow him, he follows us, and we we just stay. And we never there's never this one bird that flies up. Oops, sorry, my mistake. And the reason why they do it is in order to create the impression that they're much larger, to ward off predators, to do a variety of different reasons for it. But it's fascinating. And they lose their individual sense of identity, their individuality. They lose it to become a part of the group, the crowd. Not the mob, the crowd. See, mobs are good. Mobs and crowds are good things. You ever heard of somebody who sees a woman who has a car turnover on them. You've seen this before. The car is about to blow up. There's gasoline, petrol that has this, this, this uh, wiggly snake-like line of death ready to hit the spark. The fire's coming. A bunch of men, people who don't know each other, people who never met people who have no connection whatsoever, all of a sudden, in this weird mob, run out and lift the car up. They don't know who he, they don't know why. They just do it. So mobs are not bad necessarily. Sometimes they're very, very good. <clears throat> and we are, in many respects, in a mob. And once you understand how the mob works, once you understand, it's the secret to life. We are in mobs. We're in a mob right now. Conservatives and liberals and wokes, this, that, in a mob. And you are how the mob reacts. If there's anybody here right now who is suffering from an alcohol dependency, drug dependency, anybody who is involved in or has a loved one, if you're trying desperately to, to change, the first thing you do is absent yourself from the group that does that. Absent yourself. You are who your friends are. And especially when it comes to behaviors that are considered not positive. You meet with these people. They justify what you're doing. They make it seem normal. So what if I'm drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning? So what? Dave is. He's, they're good people. We're all doing This is okay, right? Sure. We're in crowds. We're in mobs. Passels. Hordes. Schools. 
you lose an individual sense of identity and you become part of the group, part of the mosaic, part of everything. And there are people who are part of different coalitions. When you are like me, it's a very lonely existence. I have no groups. <laughs> I have some people who might agree with me, but I don't have any groups. I don't like groups. Once there is a group that is formed, I want to have nothing to do with them. I back off. I get away from them. And there are groups of people right now that we're hearing still. And I mentioned Mr. Lira and others and the Durands and they're very interesting. <coughs> Scott Ritter, they went crazy over him. He kind of said, well, I'm not so sure, but what? You what? How do you, 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 you left the group. Henry Kissinger at Davos said, you know, I think, uh, I think Ukraine better hurry up, get done with this stuff and pull out because what? You betrayed the group. I'm not a part of the group. Yes, you are. That's the group. You're not supposed to say that. These groups have allegiances. And there are some people who, when it comes to Russia, they love Putin. They love him. They want to see him destroy Ukraine. They hate Zelensky. Hate him. He's a phony. He's made up. He's Kolomoisky's imaginary creation, servant of the people. He's just nonsense. It's, he's Borat. He's a fool. He's, they hate him. They hate him. He's a phony. He's a neo-Nazi. He's a quizzling Jew who allows the Azovs. He's betraying his own. Okay, wow. You got that group over here. Then you got the other ones. No, he's not the bad guy. Putin's the bad guy. Putin is the killer who, who, who kills people and poisons them and, and kills them and throws them out of windows and defenestrates them. And he's a horrible man and he's dying. Or he's got palsy or he's crazy. Nobody likes him and he's crazy. And, we're gonna, and he's, a, he's a horror. That's that group. You know where you're not going to find a group? Like me. Well, that may be true, and that may be true, or parts of it, but I have a different take. What is the realistic view of this? What is happening here? How much longer is this going to go? What is the purpose of this? What's the reality? Stop telling me the story. Stop stop telling me this fantasy world. Stop, stop, stop it. Stop with this fantasy world you're telling me about. What is truly happening? What is truly, truly happening regarding this? Can you answer that question? No. They don't know what's going on. And what's going to happen before you realize it is that, because I think right now personally, the whole Russia-Ukraine thing has just been lost. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody even cares about it. I don't think, I think America has lost its interest. They, whatever, at first it was, I stand with Ukraine. Okay. They don't even know what it is. There's a flag. I put a flag out. Where's Ukraine? I don't know. They still call it the Ukraine. Which group am I in? Not who's right. Which group? If you want to be in the cable news groups, left or right, you are against Putin. Why? It's very simple. Military-industrial complex, the... Um, Pentagon, State Department, Victoria Newland, the war profiteers, neocons, that group, they're in charge. And they're a part of the shadow government. And the shadow government is involved in all the media. Everything from social media to cable news to whatever it is. Military industrial complex, these folks feed Actually, they turned and they, they are subsidiaries of the shadow government. Shadow government says, no problem, we'll take care of it. And it directs those people in the information systems, this is what we're going to say. This is what we're going to say. By the way, it's funny, alpaca says, sometimes they are upside down. Because remember, the blue of the, the blue and the um, yellow, whatever, the blue is the sky. 
So the blue is at the top of the field. Sometimes it'll be reversed. They don't even know. Let's say people who get France, Italy, and Ireland. No, Italy and Ireland confused. Sometimes they look kind of sort of. So that's what this is right now. Recognize this. Follow what I'm saying to you. It is incredible. This has nothing to do with truth. It has nothing to do with reality. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with with groups of folks. Who's in charge? How do you say the right thing? This is politics. We have these friends of ours. And they live in like a like a complex. So I'm walking by one time. And every day this group, in this group, sits out and they drink. They have a little party and they have a little setup. And, and they say, hey, how are you? And I have a few drinks. Very nice people. And I was thinking the other day, if I walked up, who's in charge? How would you become a part of this? How would you become? Because you, you, not that I want to, but if you'd want to, you'd say, okay, who's the alpha? Who runs the show here? Who runs the show? Sounds like Jack Reacher in a weird way. Who's the drinker? Who's the drunk? How long have you been here? Give me an idea. We just got here. Oh, you just got here? Ten minutes? Yeah. Well, you're already loaded, so she started beforehand. He just got here. He sits here. Everybody talks to him. Here, this guy's stylishly late. No, he's the alpha. He's in charge. Listen to what they're talking about. Who's laughing at what? And you immediately, if you want to be a part of the group, you got to know who's in charge, what the nomenclature is, what do they say? You're not going to walk in and talk about, how about these uh, artificial intelligence DARPA drone project? No. You're going to listen to what they say because you now want to be a part of the group. That's life. And that's why if I told you before, if you find yourself where you have to, where you're trying to get off of something, let's say you're involved in some type of um, substance abuse or somebody that you know is involved in something very serious, what you need to do, what you must remember is get away from those people. Get away from those people. You have to leave and you have to move and you can't hang around the people that are ultimately going to kill you. That's the way things are. It's the way it's always been. Now, why do I say this? Everything is a group. We have the conservatives, the liberals, the woke, and these other people. We can't figure who they are. Then we have this force. This force that is really acting independent of everybody else. And nobody really knows who exactly they are. And what they're doing is they are absolutely perpetuating this idea that gayness and transgenderism is something that must permeate, infiltrate, and, and contaminate, maybe, every aspect of our society. And the NFL, the NFL, L is capitulating with the first, the very first transgender cheerleader. Now, the whole cheerleading thing is a waste of time to begin with, but the NFL. Think about this. The NFL. These folks, these people who have involved themselves in this, Wait a minute. Stand by. Stand by, folks. Stand by. Stand by.
Did you notice something? Did you notice something? Did you notice all of a sudden? That was my homage to the Sopranos that somebody brought. <laughs> I hit my, I hit my, my, um, what you call it, and it went out. Are you still there? Did you miss me? It went dead. Wait a minute. He was saying something. I think maybe they're shutting him down. I think that's it. They're shutting him down. That's why I love you. Who was scared? Tim was upset. Nikki? Liz Solak? Vinny Sammartino went... Huh? Vinny Sammartino went crazy just now. Vinny went crazy. Vinny doesn't... If, you don't, if you've ever met Vinny, Vinny's very cool, but deep down inside he's on fire. Kevin Mitchell went crazy. Brian Griffin said, wait, what the hell's going on here? Wait a minute, hold it, hold it. Larry Masick, I hit this button, and I'm looking and said, what the hell did I hit? Anyway, I'm here. You happy? All right. So, my friends, first words, and we all have to say this, not that there's anything wrong with this. We don't care about if somebody wants to be gay, great. But the transgenders in the NFL, a transgender dancer in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Rays had gay night or pride night, and a number of the police, uh, the police, the uh, the uh, uh, a number of the uh, baseball players said, "I'm not going to wear this thing on because this is against my religion." This is against my religion. I believe that gayness, I think this is going to, and they're going crazy. And they're being applauded. They're being applauded. The Marines, the U.S. Marine Corps, as Gomer would say, had rainbow bullets. What is happening here? This is capitulation at a level nobody's ever seen before. This is capitulation and the uh, gratuitous capitulation at levels we've never seen. And this is where the macaroni came in. By the way, a little bit here for those of you. I'm going to be uh, doing one. By the way, if you don't get my Lionel Media things, you, you're, you're missing a lot. But this is from an article in the... In the in mid, uh, this is from an article written by, this is from Tacky Mag, Tacky's Mag, I think. This is, this was written by the Z-Man, Zeitgeist Man from Tacky's Magazine. And I, I found this to be so interesting. In the mid-18th century England, wealthy young British men began to adopt an outlandish fashion style known as the macaroni style. They wore giant powdered wigs with tiny hats on the top that could only be removed with the point of a sword. Their clothes were equally garish, made from expensive materials from the continent. They adopted a highly affected personal style that was self-mocking and absurd. Even by the standards of the day, the macaronis were ridiculous, mocked by the middle and lower classes. The images we have of the macaroni primarily come from the London print sellers. Mary and Matthew Darley, who sold images of macaronis. Now, remember, Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his cap, and called it macaroni. Why Yankee Doodle was just a kind of a kind of a, a a bumbling hick, you know, and he wanted to pretend he was a macaroni, so he merely stuck a feather in his cap and. Well, do you see what's happening today? This is nothing. Nothing. Remember one thing: nothing that we see today is happening. Nothing is new. Nothing is new. Nothing is this. Nothing is new. Bo Brummels, coxcombs, puffy shirts, yes. Remember that one? Uh, the, um, one is the, uh, there's, there's a great, uh, coxcomb is one. Fop, 
dandies, foppish, foppish fellow, yes. Uh, there was one too, a, um, some great, great, what is it, some wonderful, let me see this. Uh, a coxcomb is a, uh, a fool, conceited person, a fop. A fop is a man who is devoted to a vein or his appearance or dress. There's another one too I loved is uh, is uh, uh, petit maitre, a dandy or a fop, meaning uh, a small master. All these words, we're seeing it today. We're seeing it. Monty Rock the Third to an extent. But now what we're seeing is we're not seeing something in terms of fashion, sartorial splendor. No, 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 no. What we're seeing is people who are doing it to be outlandish, to frighten, to scare. There is a singularly de minimis group of people who were running the show. Metrosexual. Uh, Liam, I don't believe so. Metrosexual. It's a good point. Metrosexual implied someone who would be into pedicures and skin, you know, somebody who's into, uh, who, who, who was a heterosexual. But, uh, you know what, rather than me, I always love to, I always tell you, look up the word. Metrosexual. Metrosexual is a portmanteau. You know what a portmanteau is? That's the combination of both, like the two sides of the valise of metropolitan and sexual, coined in 1994, describing a man of ambiguous sexuality, especially one living in an urban post-industrial capitalist culture, who was especially meticulous about his grooming and appearance, typically spending a significant amount of time and money on shopping as part of this. This is not what we're talking about. The Venus Project. Vinny, of course. Jacques Fresco. I think uh, Eric is right. The metrosexual loss. What we're seeing now is a form of we're seeing what the hippie was. We're seeing groups of people. Groups of people who are basically attention-seeking, attention-focused people who are going out of their way to say, we are, or I am, a part of this group. I am, we are, we are trans, or we are this or that. And they are not infiltrating us, that's a negative word, but they are in every aspect, schools, local government, the NFL, the NFL for the longest time has been an absolute part of the bread and circuses juvenile, juvenile um, uh, matrix, if you will. They have received money from the military, DHS. Remember Janet Napolitano at the at the metal detectors, flyovers, the the merging of military with that. I mean, they, they have been a part. But now this? Fascinating. So look at it to an extent. Look at it. Stare at it. And then know when to look at something closely. Know when to back off. And expect not to see this in conventional television. Expect nothing from anything on cable news. Support, support, view, focus, independent, citizen, civilian, alternative, and foreign media platforms. It's that simple. That's what this is for. And if you like this, if I bring something to you, if you enjoy this, if this is a part of your day that you have become a part of, 
if this is something that you like, if this is something where you think, you know what, I'm learning something. I'm learning something. I like this. I like this. And this is a chance for you to support what I'm doing. And right below here, very simply, is a very, is a very is an interesting series of ways which you can say to me, thank you and support this. Because one of these days, one of these days, people are going to realize from the truly talented, the brilliant, the, the peats, the, the intellectual monsters, those people are going to say, you know what, that's where I'm going to put my money into So if you like what I'm doing, support me. Remember, they demonetize me. They demonetize me. And I've never... If due process stands for one thing, it's notice and the opportunity to be heard. What did you do? What did you say? Don't know. So that's that. Now, 68 years ago, D-Day. I was listening to a fellow last night... There were these wonderful YouTube... Again, YouTube is a wonderful thing. This fellow's name is Speranza. And he was talking about the Battle of the Bulge and what these fellows went through and the horrors they saw. And, 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 and just... the stories. And 68 years... D-Day... I've told you this before and I'm going to say it again to you. I'm going to say it very carefully. Tolstoy said history would be a wonderful thing if only it were true. D-Day was a very important, very critical, very, uh, just an absolutely monumentally critical portion of what became the end, the cessation, the destruction and the ruination of Hitler. The Russian, the Soviet contribution was, you can't even put it into 20 million people. I mean, the, the, the destruction. And there is a statistic that I've read. In 1923, 80% of all Soviet men died in World War II. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. Men, excuse me, men, Soviet men, born in 1923, 80% of them died in World War II. These numbers don't even make any sense. You, you, can't, you can't imagine what we're seeing today. And don't ever forget one thing. You can, you can, you can just like this um, epistemic viciousness, you can think if you're fighting the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, I would say Vietnam because they were so formidable, it's not even funny, but when you're fighting these people, you can get the impression that you can fight everybody. You can beat everybody. It's just normal. It's normal for you to think that. That's not true. I don't know how the U.S. would do in a conventional war with actual conventional, with Military, usual hardware, with artillery, armor, intel, infantry. I mean, serious, hand-to-hand, door-to-door stuff that you can't do with a drone. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. And we never learn from war. We never learn it. We never, we never learn Victoria Newland and other people think we can do it. We're the United States. Wait a minute. Hold it. First rule of war. Where is the war? Is it over there? Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Well, do you want the war here? No. But it's over there? Yeah. Where is over there? Over there is here. Right there. We're here. They're here. Okay. What is your goal? Well, if we're going to do this, how do we do it? Forget how we're going to do it. What is your goal? Russian capitulation? What? When is, what is the, 
cessation point? What is it? Tell me. No, no. How do you get there? You're going to go into their neck of the woods? You're going to go into an area? What, Ukraine? No. Sweden? No. Finland? What are you talking about? Where are you going? You're going to walk in and say, hey, here we are, the 82nd Airborne. Here we are. You're going to go door to door? No, we're not going to go door to door. Well, what are you going to do then? We're just going to bombard it. What are you going to do? Just You're going to just blast the place? Blow the place up? Is that what you're going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to bring armor? You're going to bring American tanks there? You're going to bring what? What are you going? To, what are we talking about? What do you want to do this for? You've got Ukrainians who are really Russians, and Russians who are Ukrainians. This is something we can't even understand. What are you doing? All this because of NATO expansion? It's not our beef. What are you talking about? But believe me, it's not going to happen because they're backing off. And America doesn't know the first thing about any of this stuff. You want a war? A war? Come on! Look what happened with Afghanistan. We left. Did we win? No. No. I I don't. The days of meeting in the railroad, you know, the the rail car, where you have the cover, the you know, von Ribbentrop and signing and Yodel signing this, and we have that, you know, that you know where they sign with the fountain pen. You have the the blotter, and that's over with. What are we talking? What are we talking about? And this. This is America. No, no, just go over there and just do the... What? I don't understand it. What are we talking about? And these people, these... Oh, my God. These Americans, they, we went there. We were, Here we are. I'm standing in front of a, a battalion. Uh, I'm in France. There we are. Yep, here's a pillbox. Yep. Hey... Do you know how easy it would have been for Hitler to have won? Have you ever heard? They're still arguing the Civil War. What are we talking I don't know why I bought it. But let me go back to what I said before. It's what group you're in. It's what group you're in. Now let me also tell you something, which is the most important thing. Please tell me. Please tell me who's running the show here. What do you want me to do? What is my. Let me ask you a question. Andy, Extra Mile, what's your political party? Tell me what you're registered at. Serious question. Don't be a smart ass. I know you're going to bull moose. <laughs> Seriously. What are you registered as? What is your political party? What is your political party? What is your party? Tell me. I'm an independent because I want to vote. I, I, I want to vote in the general. I want to vote. You're going to have something. to. What is your party? Tell me what your party is. And if you're a Democrat, tell me. Eugene said you're Lionel Nation, right arm. Where? Independent? Non-affiliated, there's Johnny Masick. There's Johnny. There's Johnny Boy. That's my guy. I'm not, I'm not affiliated. Republican, I'm 73. Extra mile. God bless you. Come on, here we go. Independent, independent, independent. <laughs> independent. Registered Republican, okay. I can dig that. Still a registered Democrat, soon to be back to the Independence Party. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, I, I, voted in, I voted Democratic when I was a kid in, in high school or when I was 18 years old. I was Democrat. Democrat. Democrats were the libertarians, biggest bunch of phonies of them all. Independents, Republicans. What does that even mean? Registered Republican? I'm Canadian. That's okay, cringe. No problem. No problem. So many great Canadian jokes I'm not going to get into. Republican. Independent. What does that even mean? I'm going to vote for everything Republican. Everything. Everything. Because I'm Republican? No. It's chemotherapy. It's radiation. I've got to stop that. 
I've got to stop this group. They're called, who are they called? The Democrats? Okay, let's go. Get them. Third party, waste of time. Third party splits the vote? No, no, no. I'm voting Republican for everything I can find. Local. Doesn't matter. Am I Republican? Hell no. What does that mean? Hell no. I'm not into this flag business. I'm not into all this jazz. Everybody's into their flag and Ronald Reagan and this and that. Come on, stop it. And do me a favor, please. May I ask something with all due respect to my dear friend, the wonderful, the great, the inimitable, the ineffable, our good friend, Dinesh D'Souza. Please stop with these with these movies about stealing the election. Please. Lara Logan's got one. Stay, please, save your time. Nobody cares about that. You can, you can, this is, this is Republican. And they stole the election. I know. You don't understand. I got a videotape of a woman in Philadelphia who was urinating. Okay, fine. Thank you. Thank you. What did we, move on. What did they do today? What are you doing? What are you doing? They're on Fox News. God bless Fox News. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But that's it. That's it. A great guy. Wonderful. Good man. Mark Levin. Good man. Somebody wrote, Mark Levin nails it. I have no doubt Mark Levin nailed it. Excuse me. Mark Levin is not, he's not, in, he's not in power. Thank you very much. Did you see that tweet? What the hell difference does a tweet make? Did you see? That's a meme. I'm going to send it to you. Don't send me the meme. What, what, what does this mean? I don't understand something. We live in a world I don't understand. Baby formula? You know, I talk about food shortage. People go, oh, come on. We have a ba- Did you ever think there'd be a baby? Seriously. Baby formula. Don't you think somebody would say, Baby formula, that's powder. Yeah, we can do that easy. Yeah, baby formula. Oh no, there's gonna be there's one place. What? There's one place that makes baby food. What? One place that makes baby food? Yeah. What no? Yeah. This kills me. I'm gonna say this again. I'm gonna say this again. Uh this was a very good piece. This is from Fox News. Oh, by the way, good news. Do you see the 911 dispatcher fired for allegedly hanging up on a caller because she was whispering? Can you? This is, this is the level. Let me stop right there. Let me just stop. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. See, I can't say what I want. I can't say what I want. Uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey calls for gun responsibility. There you go. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, Matthew. Never thought about that. Thank you. No, no, I'm just... And I'm calling for, please, let's all get along. Okay? Alphonse says, my kids recently saw a pickup truck with a big flag saying F. Biden. We all laughed, but I had to roll my eyes. I don't know if I never, uh, I never, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to, if I think that's a good thing to say, but uh, listen to this one. Oh, I'm so sick of Maverick, Top Gun, this hyper- Mrs. L says she she doesn't believe any of the numbers. Yeah, we're asking people, did you see the movie? No, I never see it. Okay, but it was a big hit. Okay, fine. Who are these people? What the hell is going on here? Listen to this. Here we go. Listen to this. This is Christy Noem. Listen to this. Uh... But for years, she writes, this is in Fox News, 
Foreign countries have been investing in our food supply chain, buying up the chemical and fertilizer companies that make American agriculture possible. Purchasing processing facilities, they have uh, introduced vulnerability into the food supply chains Americans rely on to eat. Today, China is buying up millions of acres of land across the United States following the same blueprint they have used in other countries for years. The beef industry offers a telling example. Over time, the beef processing industry has consolidated into four mega packers that now control 85% of America's beef supply. That's bad for competition and leads to higher prices at the grocery store. But now consider that two of these companies are based out of Brazil and that one of them is JBS Foods. When JBS has was hacked last May, 20% of America's beef supply went offline overnight. Okay, listen. And let me also say, to the, I'm plant-based, but to the vegans out there who are out of their minds, where people should go plant but eat bugs. And listen, listen. I got to just say this. God bless the beef producer, pork, chicken, dairy. These are people, good people. Listen to me, I sound like I'm running for office. Good people who are doing a good job. You like that. I love beef. Love it. I'm telling you, there isn't a day that goes by when I don't... I'm so sick. Mrs. L will tell you, I watch YouTubes on barbecue. It's like porn. I'm serious. I'm addicted to like whole pig and... Oh, my God. And I don't... I, I have no beef, no pun intended, with anybody who likes it. But this... This is America. This is the whole notion of the, the farmer. Victor Davis Hanson, when he talks about walnut trees and growing things. Here in this part of the country, you have no idea what an absolute joy New Jersey is in terms of what they produce. You have no idea. I never knew growing up... I, I'm thinking of, you know, Newark Airport. No, no, no. The black soil onions. Vidalia. Oh, those are good. This is serious. And we've got a clown. A man who needs help. A man who needs to be helped off the stage so that he can spend the rest of his life in Wilmington, chained to a root cellar somewhere where he's heavily sedated so Jill and others, can, Dr. Jill, can tend to him. He has no business being the President of the United States. None. And they know that. They know this. And this joke has gone on too long. At every level, at every single level. Let me ask you a question. Ready for this? Let me ask you a question. Answer me this. True. Now be honest with me. Name one thing now that's great in this country. Now I think music, music is better than ever. I think music, <laughs> and I'm stretching. I was watching uh, some incredible, I always put up different music on my uh Lionel Media subscription, but I was just listening to a these young, oh my God, these young women, Molly Tuttle, Jerry Douglas, Molly Tuttle is, Billy Strings, unbelievable. Uh, where 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 is this thing I was listening to? Molly Tuttle and Golden Highway. Well, that sounds like something you get at a truck stop. Anyway, but Jerry, the most incredible. Okay, that. What else is it? What? What? Military? Power? Gas? Food? What? 
attitude, education. Tell me what. Tell me what's. Tell me what's. Be- tell me one thing better. And please like this. Thank you very much for Bernays. Please like this. Subscribe to the channel. It's very important to change to affect the uh, algorithms. Name one thing. Oh, Liz Solak's going to be flying into Newark on July 16th. Lizzie, at the cutting room, July 16th, we meet everyone. Uh, everyone, okay? Get ready. We're going to sit. We're going to chat. We're going to have a good time. All right, but think about this. What? What? I know people don't like, I don't like people. I know. I know people don't like Trump, and I got that. I got it. I got it. But when he was president, oh my God. The only thing that was bad were Democrats. The rest of the world feared us. The rest of the world (coughs) respected us. We were in high cotton. Everything was great. Gas, we were energy independent. He was, he's a genius. And they didn't. They brought him on. They could have easily let Hillary win. Mrs. Allen and I talk about it, and I think she's correct. This was done on purpose. They could have stopped Trump. Easy. But they wanted him. Four years of him got everything going. It brought everybody to a fever pitch. Everybody went nuts. Then they slide in Uncle Joe. See? And then they can do whatever they want. They slide him in. And everything at every level. Education, social, cultural, religious, intellectual, crime, homelessness, drug abuse... Uh, it's not homelessness, poverty, and also this demented self, this pathology, this psychopathologist, the, 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 the psychopathy, crime, disconnect from reality, dear God. Jimmy says, I'm so MAGA, I love DeSantis. Look, if he can help, that's fine. The only person, and that means, and this is tough, right now Trump will be like that. Who are they possibly? The Democrats, who? Now you know how they can win. I think that goes without saying. I think we know how that's done. But what is their policy? Name one Democrat, other than Liz Cheney, who in any way has risen to the occasion where you could say, you know what? Who? Who? But don't think for one minute that the Republicans want Trump back. Hell no. I remember one thing. If you're a popular cable TV show, do you make more money when Trump's in office or when the Democrats are in office? Who watches you more? To see how great things are or to see how bad things are? It's always better to say this is terrible. Rush Limbaugh used to say, I, I did my best numbers when George Herbert Walker Bush was president and did great when Bill Clinton... Okay, that was fine. That was, that was it. Right now. Do you know what would happen? One of the reasons... Why did CNN fail? What, what happened to them? Aside from whatever. They only exist if there's Trump. Today, our collective insanity only exists, only allows discussion, analysis, political and otherwise, in terms of hate, not in terms of support. Okay. Thank you for supporting this. Please support the channel. And please, as soon as you're done, I want you to go Mrs. L's YouTube channel, Lynn's Warriors. Sign up. Subscribe and be notified of this. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for this. Thank you for honoring me with your presence. I'm dead serious about this. Thank you for this. This is serious. This is serious business. And it's not just about the U.S. It's about the world. It's about this place. It's about humanity. All right? Okay. Have a great and a glorious day. Be kind to each other and all that stuff. Remember, we're going to get through this. Thank you.
Until tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Until then, same bad time, same bad channel. Until then, I bid you a ta-ta.